Hello and welcome to the King Heroes Journey podcast. This is going to be a little different than I expected. We had a, a switcho changeo in our scheduling. And uh, so Campbell Purvis is not going to be here today, but he's going to reschedule to come on with David Weiss. And so while we're waiting for some people to come on, welcome, Jackie. Nice to have you here. Yes. Hello, everybody. Thanks for coming. I got all dressed up and I thought, well, it's all scheduled and uh, it doesn't let me easily reschedule. I have to go in and do a bunch of stuff. So I thought uh, you have plenty to share on the subject and uh, mm -hmm. we can just go for it. So let me pull up Rockfin and make sure that's yeah. going to go. And it says we're ready to go live. We have a few people sitting over on Rockfin. Hello to those folks and grab a link. Here we go. So if anybody wants to come on a, an uncensored platform, here's the Rockfin link. <laughs> there we go. And somebody's happy to see you. SJ, nice to see you here. Violet awesome. Prisoner, welcome as well. Cheryl is really stoked about Starforts. <laughs> Yeah, it's so fun. It was a, a more new subject to me. I think maybe I'd seen it past here and there. I've I've uh, come across some Tartaria stuff, also came across the, the change in the timeline and hadn't looked deeply into it until you started bringing it up again and, and uh, turned me on to the um, mm -hmm. autodidactic channel, which I highly recommend. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, don't have a date for you guys when, when David Weiss and... and uh, uh, Campbell Purvis is his name will be on, but I will definitely, of course, let you know. Hello, Research Bear from uh, California. Excellent. Glad mm -hmm. to have you here. Fun. So, yeah, this this actually was a fun topic for me to take on because it's, uh, you know, so there's so much serious stuff right now around the law and things that are mm -hmm. uh, it, you know, heavier. And this just felt like something we get to play mm -hmm. with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And you can't give up play because otherwise then you uh, make your child archetype really depressed. Yes, 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 <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yeah, and, there you go. And this is kind of a good, um, you know, maybe a, an entrance for the topic of Starforts for Canadian, for the Canadian audience, because mm -hmm. I, most Canadians, I don't think are even aware that they exist in Canada. And so before mm -hmm. he gets on, who's you know he's really studied it it might be really good so we can kind of all know what he's talking about and look into it a little bit before you get him on exactly you know? exactly yeah. we'll get more educated yeah yeah mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. uh tommy was saying that uh com gibney channel youtuber starfart pro as well okay so thank you tommy rogers nice to yeah. know another source for that Excellent. So where would you like to start? Do you want to talk about like what a star fort is? I know it's mm -hmm. all it's all shrouded in mystery mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. of course we've been lied to. They're talked about mm -hmm. like they were mm -hmm. um, you know, forts to protect people, but that doesn't look like you wouldn't go to such incredible ornate detail if if that was the only reason. Mm -hmm. And uh, mm -hmm. you can see in mm -hmm. some cases we're on uh, autodidactic channel videos how you know a, um, a side of the fort is protected and then a whole side of the fort is totally not protected so then you know they didn't they can just go around you guys <laughs> right and, yes, yeah yes and all built before machines like this, we're talking manual labor okay also with horse and cart like you know not even close to 
what we have now for construction and the scale of this. You see is staggering. The immensity of these structures is truly expertise. The fact that they are almost everywhere in the world, okay? So what really, really got me um, curious about it was, was first of all was the dates didn't seem to be right just a few hundred years ago so the current narrative would be in the united states oh some settlers built them okay but then i found out that there were some in canada and i was like okay so that is really interesting now what's super interesting is quebec city is the remnant of a star fort okay now, everybody knows that there's some potentially interesting connections between some uh, people involved in politics in our country and Cuba. And if you go and look at Cuba, they have phenomenal still being used structures there that are all Star Fort related. Hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Isn't that interesting that yeah. there would be a connection between Quebec City and Cuba. I thought, wow. So that one is something, you know, you guys can play with. But um, then, okay, what really made me sit up and pay attention was when I realized that there are remnants of these structures in Churchill, Manitoba. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. So, so if you can try, Beth, to go just so every, you, th this is so clear, you can see it on Google Maps. Okay. Now, this is one piece, okay? There is other remnants on the other side of the bay, okay? So they're so now this is in an area, they're saying, again, before there was machines, that settlers would go up there where there's no trees for firewood, where there's polar bears, and the winters are, oh, goodness, there's, I mean, it's cold where I live, right there. It's incredibly staggeringly freezing cold, okay? And my father told me, he recalls learning in school that there was a, a fight between the French settlers or the French government and the Canadian, the English and the French fought over this location, okay? And then they're trying to say that one had built it. So for myself, what I realized is that they were going back out to reclaim these places. And this, I feel, is connected to this um, manipulated historical narrative. Okay? Mm -hmm. Because the next, so that, you know, I don't believe that settlers who are trying to survive Okay, without trees, they, it, the horses, nothing would live there. How did they move the stones and build it? Like, you can zoom in. There's actually a clip even available where it's like on the ground where you can, you can get a really close up. Now, this is just a remnant. Okay, okay. this is, yeah, like this probably was a much larger uh, formed um, developed area. And that, you know, there's been a lot of geological change you know, with the the ice and who knows, right? But the fact that it's still intact and not destroyed by the glacier makes me question, it started to make me question a lot of what we've been told. So what 
really nailed it was when I realized they're even mentioned in the Bible, in the Old Testament. Mm -hmm. Yeah, let's talk about that. Absolutely. Yes. Now, the Bible is known to be a very credible book for archaeological excavations. Mm. This is known. Many of the old uh, sites have been found using references mentioned in the Bible. Okay, so then when I noticed that, I was reading in Daniel, it's the where it's actually this mention of this particular citadel of Susan is mentioned numerous times, I think 15 times in the Bible. So it's not just a one time mention. Okay, but the book of Daniel, chapter eight and two, he said, I looked in the vision, and while I was looking, I was in the citadel of Susan, which is in the province of Elam, and I looked in the vision, and myself was beside the Ural Canal, okay, which is a river. So now it's given directions, okay? So now this is so amazing because the year, it's pretty much, you know, we'll say, estimated that it was about 605 before Christ when the Jewish people had been taken captivity in Babylon. So at the time, this, this fortress was under the domain of King Nebuchadnezzar. Okay? Okay, now this is very significant because in the book of Daniel, there is this very famous account of a golden image that's gold head, silver, chest, bronze, iron. And then the Bible says that each layer represents the next world power that would be ever weakening, ever inferior to the previous. And it are identifies King Nebuchadnezzar as the golden head. Okay. So now maybe if you could try again to go to Google Maps and just type in so everyone can see, all you got to do is type in Daniel's tomb. Yeah, I've got it up here. You sent me that okay. link. So yeah. yeah. Is that the one? Okay. There you go. That now that is the remnant. It, it looks like the entire fortress had been scraped away. But if you zoom in, you see those corners? Mm -hmm. You see how that is classic. Anyone mm -hmm. in the Starfort community, this is classic, classic structure. Mm -hmm. Okay? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you see it over and over again. Over and over. So now we mm -hmm. have something, okay, confirmed by the Bible by a famous prophet saying he was physically there. When he was there, he gave these prophecies about the descending decline of empire, okay, all the way to this special time of the feet, ten toes and clay, and it's a pretty important reference, okay, for us to very, very solidly reject the claimed uh, these forts were built just a few hundred years ago by a few settlers because mm -hmm. in actuality it could be possibly what we're in is that from this zenith world power and maybe they are the ones who actually built them all okay or a previous civilization before them and they were pretty established 
around the globe. But then what would happen is they finally imploded because of probably corruption. And then the next empire just tries to go around and reclaim the territory. Mm -hmm. Because if you look at a lot of these modern, like the modern times now with these star forts in Europe, they got modern buildings. So it's like it's like uh, these these sites, a lot of them just get repurposed back into communities. OK, but there's a lot of significant historical stuff has happened in uh, like star fort locations. Like, for instance, um, Gu the Gutenberg Bible, OK, was and the, the invention of the printing press was actually in a star fort hmm. community. OK, hmm. so did they really invent the printing press or did they just find the printing press? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I love it. Mm -hmm, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because it's quite an invention, right? Like that that had to have been inspired. And then the purpose of of the press in the first place, if you want to talk about that, is so significant as well. Oh, yes, because now this is going back and linking to which I'm pretty certain on, okay? Because this has been studied, even though it might be new information to a lot of people watching, but there's really solid, solid uh, science even behind. And they've pretty much discovered that before, I think, I'm not sure now, maybe in five, six hundreds, okay? When we used to write the year, they would put a letter in front. It would be J or I, which represented from Christ. And then the year. And then what happened is there was this recompiling of uh, sort of like to, to create continuity. And they established the new calendar with AD and BC. Okay. Mm -hmm. And that J and I simply got turned into a one. So there was this artificial assertion of time and we are not actually 2000 years from christ we're only 1022 years if it's even that right but so everything we look at in history now changes and it brings everything closer there's no dark ages there's no middle ages okay so what happened is the is the um rome the, the christian church was born which i feel is a free society was emerging that was based on higher principles of mutual respect and, and value and love. That was the influence of Christ. And I feel that influence of Christianity went far, far, far larger than what the, the current narrators are trying to convince us of. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, yes. It's worse, so it's worse than daylight savings time where they, they take an hour. They took a thousand years. <laughs> Yes, 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 yes. They try to remove us from our, the, you know, if they push us out far enough from that sacred time of, that, you know, was that emergence of the new philosophy of, of living as a human being on earth inspired by Christ. Um, well, let's just stretch it. That was a long, long time ago. That doesn't apply. You know, you can't be connected to that, but we are connected to it. So now, what happened is, as Rome was going down, the um, Catholic Church got established in the Nicene Creed, and that was around in the 300s, 385. What I didn't realize is one of these famous pictures, when they held up the 
uh, amended creed with cons the, with the Roman guy in there. It's 10 men, 10, 10 men in the picture. And in the book of revelation, it speaks about this beast and this head with 10 horns. And they say that they are 10 Kings. So I really started paying attention now. Okay. Because now what happened is they made it, uh, they made a certain particular doctrines law. You were not allowed to believe something different. Okay. And then they seized the letters and they compiled it into a Bible. And they actually then hunted down because there was separate little churches still gathering and they had their own letters hidden. And this is knowing that after they felt that they had enough letters, any church that was independent, they would find them, jail them and burn the letters and all the communications they had because they wanted what they had to be exclusive. Okay. So even though what they did was very evil, it actually preserved the Bible. Hmm. Hmm. There you go. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can't actually kill a living, breathing, organic emergence, is a word yeah. I got from you. Right? Yeah. yeah. It's going to yeah. happen anyway. Yeah, it's happening. And mm -hmm. so then the Aryan movement, people might not know about that, but that comes from Germany. Okay. And he was in the 300s and he had a, the Aryan, the, he was just a man who was had been, you know, had access to the Bible and he didn't believe exactly the same as what they, they had decided in the Nicene Creed. And then it was like, boom, not too much longer, 100 years or so, the printing press is invented miraculously out of Germany. And boom, the first book printed was the Bible. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Because was it that the people of that time knew how special that book was and could see that this new attempt to take power again, you know, for all we know, there was some kind of great conspiracy <laughs> to overthrow Rome and then sort of divvy up the world and then the colonial powers. And then I, what I've come to realize is um, basically in a nutshell, they tried to model their new empire structure off of prophecy in the Bible. And that's where the monarchs come from and the priest class come from. And also the judicial system comes from because, and my father told me that pretty much it's pretty much known that the Catholic church kind of teaches that when they were established, that they are the representation of the kingdom of God on earth. And even how long, so that, you know, that's what they are. And so what were they saying? That they are the the judgment seat of God and they are the priests of God and they are the kings of God. Okay. But that is a manipulated interpretation for the purpose of having power and control and authority, which is not actually at all what I see. Okay. So there, if this is true, <laughs> what we're talking about, these star forts are hard physical proof they've lied about our historical timeline because there's one mentioned in the book of, in the Bible and you just showed it on Google map. Anyone can look at it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's connected to this bigger story. 
it's connected. And so mm-hmm. also to me, mm-hmm. it's evidence that we are not, that civilization has actually been in a slow decline for possibly, you know, 600. If Say they we take the thousand years out from Daniel, okay, and we add that to where we are, okay, we, we could say that we have been in the process of the out-of-balanced, um, dominating city-based civilization structure has been in a slow implosion for 1,600 years. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. each time, like when Rome fell, there was a reset. Millions of people died during the Black Death, okay? And there's that is... I think was something totally different than what we've been told. What totally do you think different. if you had to conjecture about it? Yeah, you- I think, yeah, I think that what it was is they, there was actually an established association of Christians under Christian influence that were being protected through the Knights Templar. Okay. And the Knights Templar most likely were formed based on one of the last uh, recommendations before Jesus died, he said, if you didn't have a sword, buy a sword, and you didn't have a purse, keep a purse. Okay, and so the thing that they were most noted for is that they were lawful, like they were protectors, guardians, and they would protect your money. Okay, so you see there's that link to the early church. And so then what happened is these the the, that the the kings they had got in debt to the Knights Templar, and then with the, the establishment of the Catholic Church, they wanted to eliminate that free society. Mm-hmm. Yeah, freedom is really dangerous to those tyrants, yeah. right? Yeah, very, very, very. But there's a legacy of all of this influence that is scattered. And you, you have to take time, but when you start reading the history, like the different language, like another one that I learned about is parochial lands. Parochial lands, okay, are also associated with the Inns of Court, okay, and the Knights Templar. Okay, and if you read about the Knights Templar, we'll say that they, see, the person just made a comment about the Catholic. No, I'm saying they were, no, you take the thousand years off. The Knights Templar were 120. They were before the Catholic Church. You see, this is an example of how, by adding that thousand years, but they claim the Catholic Church is the oldest thing, and they say, oh, but that was in the year 385. So when they want it to be a true historical date, they don't add that the Catholic Church was formed in 1300. Right, right. Well, very big point. (laughs) Very huge point. And then they became the the persecutors of the Knights Templar. They had to destroy the Knights Templar so institutionalized religion could get established. Right, because you had the organic Christian movement and, and the civilization based on that, right? Is that what you, how you see Tartaria? I think Tartaria is older. I think Tartaria goes back to the ancient Mesopotamia Empire of Babylon. Mm. Yeah, that golden head, because he said, you, O king, 
you are the golden head. And that star fort was there. It was a palace, a citadel, a fortress. So either, so it's hard to say if like this, this could be, these could be ruins that go all very far back. Like, I don't know how far back. That's the problem. You can't, you can't carbon date stone. So, you know, Mm -hmm. we have to, we have, but it's definitely these things existed. And so I feel that you see the other thing that made me think this, that these colonial monarchs, they have known that there was a previously more established global civilization during the time of Rome, even. I, I feel mm-hmm. it was and the and the Christian influence just was unstoppable. Mm-hmm. It was unstoppable. Mm-hmm. And so then they figured they figured out a way to try to stop it. And um and then they went out to just try to reclaim all the original star forts is what they did. So the Portuguese went out because they're in South America, North America, they're everywhere. There you go. There you go. Uh, someone is asking, can you explain the difference between the Catholic Church and the Orthodox Church? And you're talking to the right expert here, by the way. Jacqueline has a, mm-hmm. a really good handle on uh, from, from previous experience in what you call a dangerous personality cult, if you don't mind if I preface it with this way that mm-hmm. that had you studying all of the different Christian religions so you could know why they're wrong and to reject them all. <laughs> but it's yeah. given you all this superpower now to really see how things have evolved in real time. So yeah, please go ahead. Yes, yes. So basically the Orthodox, it's the it's the Greek Orthodox and the Russian Orthodox. And very quickly those empires saw, oh, we can make a national religion based on Christianity. And so then they very quickly said, oh, no, no. We like your idea, but we're not going to subject to you. We're just going to replicate what you've done. So that the, that's why they're so similar in their ceremonies and things like that. Um, but they all come after, after the establishment of the, the organic early church was really about living in freedom and, you know, being governed by the principles of doing no harm. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. that that's that's what it was. It was, you know, to do no harm, a, a lot of freedom, a lot of freedom, mm-hmm. which it's a really good thing for us to learn about right now. <laughs> yeah, it's right on point <laughs> for exactly where we're at. Lots of interesting comments. Hello, Flat Earth. And uh, oh. yes, my cat is good at resting. I am not. And, <laughs> and you know, uh, yeah, go ahead. I'm just before I forget is yes, go ahead. is um uh, for people to see how openly available some evidences are. If you go to that Wikipedia link to the Gray's Inn, okay, to find that picture, just to show people of the map, to show an example of how it happened, and now this is an example of once your mind makes a decision of what it thinks it's looking at. You know how our brain fills in detail? You know, we everybody knows that the brain fills in detail. So now this is this is a uh, an example of what I'm saying is that a thousand years were um 
I don't know about the answer of that question. Someone's asking if they came out of something else. I would say they came out of just the early church itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, good. So I've got the uh, grays in. Yeah, and then if you go to the history, yeah, just you just scroll down a little bit and it'll come to the category history. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And they'll, you'll see a picture of, uh, I think, Queen Elizabeth I. And then there's a picture underneath that. And it's like an old map of the property. And on that, yes, that one. Now touch on that map. Okay. And then just show us the top corner. If you, you need to move it down a little bit for us, if it's possible. Okay. Now you might be able to touch on it again. Sometimes it will magnify one more time. Okay, and at the top corner, is that the best at place the to make? At the top corner, it says Gray's Inn, and then oh, it looks like, yeah, you see the, oh, sorry, the top right-hand corner under Gray's Inn. Mm -hmm. If you look at the date, the so-called date, yes. Mm -hmm. yeah, if you look at, you see it, Beth? Yeah, supposedly 1677, but that's an I. And look, you know how you can tell? Look, at it's an I on Inn. Right. It's the same, exact same font and shape of that. And exactly. it's slightly also not of the same identical font of the numbers. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Which is almost always the case that I've seen. Mm -hmm. Yes. So there we have it, right? Now, most likely, everyone who reads that just ought, we assume, but there's no AD or BC. Mm -hmm. And what does that mean to you? Let you see, that's there. when they changed it. When they changed and started to write the year AD and BC is when they added the thousand years. They didn't drop the I because it used to be I or J in the number. And so what they did is they just kept the I and added AD and BC. And that's how they added the thousand years. Hmm. Wow. Good sleuthing, Jackie. <laughs> that's amazing yeah. yeah i really admire people who have minds like that i do not i'm like oh you know uh bullshit in that direction i'm going yeah. over here instead yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 very good wow so is there anything more about this image there anything? this particular map no no okay. no okay but but this these in some of these ins when you read about the history, they are linked to the Knights Templar. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so then they are, it does say that the Knights Templar, their lands were this parochial land. And parochial lands were where the governments had no jurisdiction at all to take. They had no jurisdiction to collect tax, to police at all. Mm -hmm. And then that just kept reducing and reducing. And so... It's like this collapse, okay, and this, it's like it goes in a pulse, okay, because we are of this earth. We are of the ecosystem. We are, we are a living component, okay, and so everything tends to follow a rhythmic pattern. You know, this changing of the seasons is spring, summer, fall, then winter. Oh, spring, summer, fall, then winter. Okay, so it's most likely that's what's happening with the decline of these very large 
empires that are described as predatorial meat murderous meat eating murderous beasts okay because they've gotten out of balance with their purpose instead of being a, a, a predator component in balance with the system they become out of balance and they're lusting for power and control and just like with every lie once they started telling the lies then they need a new lie to go on top of the old lie and another lie and another lie exactly so they end up with such compounded lies there's yeah. very little hope yeah. for them to yeah. backtrack yeah. and apologize yeah. oh sorry for that and that and that and that yeah, <laughs> yeah. so yeah so there was one thing i i would like to just say and so sure. um go ahead yeah and i just wanted to you know this is for um campbell because of his channel is why I even discovered and learned that these existed. And then because of that, I started to look and I actually feel that there is enough anomalous stuff I've seen through my own amateur looking that there's an actual possibility of ruins being very near where I live here in Hay River. And it's, there's definitely enough there that for, for, you know, serious reflection and consideration because either they're really ancient. So, or they are of the star forts. And if they are, that would really affect the supposed timeline because they have told us that there was a thousand, no, a hundred thousand year glacier here on North America. Okay. Okay, and then it, when that glacier melted, it was a massive, massive lake. Now, there is evidence of there having been this massive lake here, okay? But there also was previous an inland sea, okay? So if there are ruins here, if, and they could be connected to, say, with design and structure to the star forts, well, either these star forts are a hundred and thousand years old or there's more tinkering they've done with telling us the history of where we live so because you see that the, what's special about this particular location is it is been subject to geological impact you can see it looks like you know water run over it and, and so that all is something that we can use to base an estimation of time. And so by saying there was a glacier 100,000 years ago, if those are ruins, by their own admission, those ruins would be over 100,000 years old. Oh, oh and, and not gone? You think like it could survive a glacial? Uh, okay. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> That's fine. There. It's just someone, mm -hmm. my son. Mm -hmm. But yeah, exactly. So it's like, which is it? You know? It's mm -hmm. either these are really new, oh, just a few hundred years. Yeah, and people without machines built them everywhere, even in the high Arctic on the shore of Hudson Bay. I know how cold it is here. There's mm -hmm. no way. There's no way people could do that. And what what army would go there to do that? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah, it reminds me of, um, you know, the, the Egyptians and the pharaohs and that um, when, when they were enslaving the Israelites. And, you know, if the movies are true, because I, I know, obviously, they, they do Hollywood things, but mm -hmm. they, they really used the Israelites as slaves to be building their empire at yes. megalithic scale. Yes. Right. Yeah. So, and that's what's required for uh -huh. for structures of this scale is massive slave labor. Yes. Otherwise, yes. how would how would you get anybody to buy into it? Like you were just saying. Exactly. What could be the purpose of of building at that scale? And it starts to uh, beg question of like, you know, was there a giant side of mm -hmm. our species or a different mm -hmm. species? And you get those massive doors mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. and everything. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't, I don't want to uh, go too far past this. Um, ATBAFE was wondering what the death, Black Death is caused by great poisoning. We're, we're just going way back here. I didn't want to just. Uh... They, they, they claim it was from some plague of some kind it could have been a genocide yeah a genocide event right yeah we don't know yeah. it, it's just what they say but there's definitely was a massive disruption to but not the dark ages so if anything the dark ages was the catholic church got established the roman empire collapsed and then there's this 100 years about the year you know and then once in the 600s i think they started their colonial you know so there was this massive i think i think if anything it might have been just a war an attack against the christian people personally yeah or um, starving them or something you know disrupting the food supply you know because right. because we're very you know if there was a network of food being um traded okay we're very dependent. If once our life is dependent on imported food, that is such a high risk situation. Mm -hmm. So people could have been wiped out very easily, but mm -hmm. just by having their food uh, access cut off. Exactly. Andrew Kaufman will answer questions like that as well when he's pressed to to show that it's not a, a you know a, a plague disease that's spread through through the population. And it's like it's not hard to make people sick. I'm sorry to say that you put stress on them, you threaten that even even threaten their food supply, and their cortisol levels go up. And we all know it right now, right? It's exactly mm -hmm. what's happening to us. You probably have to work twice as hard to stay healthy as you did before. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, so it's, it's in, and, and then poison, that's always easy to come by for some reason that you can yes. know, poison the water. Poison supply, the water. Poison the yes, yes, right. yes, exactly, exactly. Yeah. And poison their minds. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. I just want to go back, but I didn't want to ignore that. No, and, no uh, problem. Do you want to talk about the mud floods? I don't know if we're, I'm jumping around with you too much here, but uh, is that. Yes, there is evidence. There is evidence of a mm -hmm. massive event that uh, an event and so like personally okay i'm just totally talking to you guys from my own trying to figure this out mm -hmm. where i am where i look what to me seems to be an indication of possible ruins there's also in canada evidence of meteor impacts like you know it, it, it and uh like hudson bay and it's kind of been admitted now that there were but it's not very well publicized. So, you know, that could have been something that was triggered. This is my own theory, mm -hmm. is that they were tapping into, on a very large scale, the charge differential between the Earth and the 
the atmosphere because there is a charge differential and they may have been tapping into the magnetism of the planet. So when people talk about free energy and stuff, but perhaps what happened is they pushed the envelope too far and caused a like a, a like a slightly uh, shrinking or weakening of because the magnetosphere protects us from meteor impacts. And so when I've looked at it and I look at if you look at Canada and you look at the Hudson Bay and then you look at the way the Great Lakes are around, it's like a crescent shape. Something massive happened here. You can look at Canada and just look at that and you will see it in a different way because the Great Lakes are in a crescent around Hudson Bay. Well, mm -hmm. that would have caused probably <clears throat> just such a disruption, especially if there was an actual inland sea, you mm -hmm. know, washing, causing like that would have caused a massive flood of mud. I can see it happening. You know, and that could have been just what wiped out all the established civilizations in North America, except the indigenous people. And now this is another thing. Indigenous people will say they're from the stars. And so now today, you know, we think stars in the heavens. But once I found out about all the star forts that also exist in North America. And my my ancestry goes back to Quebec. And what star am I from? Maybe it's talking about the previous civilization that was here in North America. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right, right. So I don't want to put you too much on the spot, Jacqueline, but um, because we have a lot of flat earthers in, in, oh, the, in mm -hmm. the audience. Mm -hmm. And so I'm curious about <clears throat> like how, how would a flat earther, this I haven't ever talked about, uh, and, and when David comes on, yeah, we might flat smack you. <laughs> <laughs> Jacqueline, which means it's, mm -hmm. it's a, a term of affection. It's not mean mm -hmm. how it sounds, mm -hmm. but, uh, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, just to uh, to show that. And then so where would meteors uh, come from? Are they something, you know, and I'm not asking you maybe if, mm -hmm. if anyone in the chat has an idea about that, because, mm -hmm. uh, you know, our uh, place that we go every summer is a meteor lake. It's called mm -hmm. Crater Lake. Mm -hmm. And uh, so that doesn't prove that it came from space. I actually firmly see that space is fake. We have a firmament. We've got waters mm -hmm. above. We've got waters below. Stars are within the, the firmament, like within, you know, the sun and the moon. It's all here mm -hmm. on God's earth. And so I'm just, I'm just uh, curious. Meteors so you're may basically seeing it as a larger whole. You're seeing it like in the Bible. The only reference it has, it says the circle of the earth. It doesn't say, I don't think it says the sphere. I'd have it to look at that word. Yeah, no, There's it, a verse. it, ne mm -hmm. it never mm -hmm. does say it never does say sphere and it and it, right. and it but it's pointing to this circle. And circle. the dome, the dome, right? Yeah. It, to mm -hmm. me, all you need to do is look at a rainbow to see that it's a dome. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, exactly. Right, all of that kind of thing. So yeah, don't yeah. be too don't be too hard on Jackie. Oh no, I'm not. <laughs> uh no, no, I mean I mean my people, uh not to be too hard on you. They're they're um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They're just yeah. really sensitive to like, oh, she's a baller. <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah, is, no, uh, I'm yeah. not I'm just like reference point it's mm -hmm, like from mm -hmm. my perception from what i can confirm or not confirm you see the and that i'm very practical okay mm -hmm. okay so okay so the earth is flat okay what do you get of that what's the point where does it take you what do you accomplish with it something well, you tangible get, 
So here's the, the, the tangible yeah. thing that I got is my senses. I got back into a relationship with my senses because mm. when I talk to my senses about the, is it 93 million miles away that the, the moon supposedly is according to science? No, it's not. I look up and it's right there. <laughs> just mm -hmm. right there that's not 93 right. million miles away and, right. and so now I have a relationship with the cosmos that I couldn't have mm -hmm. before before mm -hmm. I wouldn't mm -hmm. even I wouldn't even bother with it it's so mm -hmm. the, all the numbers that they gave are so off the charts and mm -hmm. and useless mm -hmm. to us but now when I think of being you know on God's earth also I mean every time you go on a plane all I see is a flat horizon. There's no evidence for any curvature whatsoever. I've heard mm -hmm. pilots talk about that, that there's literally no adjustment for flying with the mm. curvature, all of that kind of thing. And yeah, um, there's, again, when, when all the depictions of space, they, they apparently lost all the moon footage. They didn't lose it. They just don't want to show it because it's, it's that version of Hollywood in the 1960s. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that oh, doesn't yeah. wash with us anymore and we see through oh, it yeah. and and, oh, yeah. and when they when they show astronauts in space floating around uh you can see their guy why is it guy wires or something like mm -hmm. that how they're mm -hmm. being you know propped and and you can mm -hmm. see the green screen on the back fails mm -hmm. so you like it's just all they yeah. wouldn't need to fake yeah. any of that stuff yeah. if it was real what do they spend a billion dollars yeah. a day on in the space yeah. world yeah but uh anyway so yeah that's yeah. um the, and and apparently there is uh, evidence in the Bible for the flat earth. Although when I look at it, it's it's not like incontrovertible evidence. Mm -hmm, exactly. Mm -hmm. But it's more what you're saying, like in terms of a disc. Also, many, many cultures, cosmologies have depicted the flat earth compared to the ball. Right. So we've mm -hmm. got so much of ancient civilizations mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, showing it this way so that it just it yeah left me with enough enough um lack of evidence for the ball right. that, that i can't well, like it, mm -hmm. yeah at this point in time it seems mm -hmm. really obvious that a lot of true factual information about the nature of our existence you know life on where we are here in the form that we are how long have we really been here what's really been going on because we're all been born into an extremely well mechanized indoctrinational system all telling us what the history is and we've all accepted it but now you know to have such a physical tangible irrefutable archaeological sites all over the world they're in the they're in japan they're everywhere i don't know about china because they figure china would be hard because it's uh the areas would be so heavily populated probably would have been repurposed completely um but really and now you know in churchill and you know possibly even where i am is uh something that okay so what else what else is it time for us to know what else you know and so is it we're part you know, is it that, yeah, we're we're living on like um, between these two, like maybe we are the line between the physical and the spirit. You know, the plane of existence is a perceptual plane of existence. And on one side is the manifest reality of the physical that we can interact with. And the other side is the, the quantum field of the potential of all possibility, you know, and, and maybe that relationship 
that we have through our consciousness is what certain intelligence, I don't know if it's just only human, is wanting to almost hide from us. You know, mm-hmm. like what are they, you know, we think about being slaves. Well, if we are in the image of God and the quantum field, which it would be like God's creation is responding to us. Well, it would be very convenient to manipulate us to, to have something else manifest mm-hmm. that will benefit a particular agenda. Exactly. They, they messed with us in so many ways as you're showing with the, with the uh, t- telling us star forts are, are just for protection and telling us that the there's uh, an extra thousand years in our history. And then, mm-hmm. and then, it, you know, I think it was Cheryl who made the point that uh, the, you know, it is, it is uh, the, the flat earth can matter because God made it. Yes. That, that this is the thing. And and so that's what it divorces us from. It's not just our own senses. It's from God's creation. Like you're saying, we may be the mm-hmm. very precipice between the physical and the spiritual mm-hmm. as a role. So get us all disoriented yeah. and, and we become wooden, soulless. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Now to, to, to close on a very positive note mm-hmm. to with, we were, I was mentioning that image Okay, of that golden head and silver and bronze with Daniel spoke. It said that a time would come when a rock not cut with human hands would strike the feet of that image. And that rock would grow into a great mountain and fill the whole earth. And that old image, all the layers, all crumble to dust and blow away. Okay. And so it's like, just like when we're having a baby, right? The contractions come in pulses, okay? And maybe this great empire has been slowly, slowly passing away in these great long epochs. But every time, it's lower and lower and weaker. Mm-hmm. And we mm-hmm. could very well be that stone. That could have been when Jesus Christ was here a thousand years ago. So we're far into it. We could be at the time when the mountain, that stone is ready to grow and start filling the earth with the alternative remedy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, amazing. And you often, to me, talk about the difference between the cut stone, so like the man-made brick shaped, and the unshaped stone that is 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 like who we are, right? And 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 the, but they come along. Actually, I had a really good epiphany last night. I don't think I I managed to close the loop on myself even. But mm-hmm. the difference between the word uh, organic and and organize. So you get this, you get this um, truth or narrative. We have to organize. We have to organize, mm-hmm. and it's. But and you know, talking to you so much about PMAs, they they can arise organically out of need and opportunity and and all of this kind of thing. That that you know, you think you need to have this big structure, which is much more like these dying empires mm-hmm. organized compared to the organic growth so and they drain you and they tire you out and they fatigue you now think about this yeah i'm so glad you mentioned this because chartism okay chartism is from the mid 1800s in england okay when they still had those parochial lands 
Okay. And there, that's when they introduced, you know, the whole thing with suffrage and they changed major change and introduced true elections. Anyways, it was a real beginning. Okay. Was all organized through the private domain because back then the charities and the hospitals and the education and tons of the networks of what people were doing was connected to also these parochial lands. And that's how they organized Okay, they didn't have computers. I, they probably didn't even have telephones yet. So it was through the people that were actually boots on the ground doing something to make life for the people they cared about better, to serve the needs of people. Just, you know, what do we need? Help the poor, the homeless, you know, the orphans, the, just like the Bible encourages us to do. Mm-hmm. It, you know, it's it's it doesn't take rocket science. So, see now, what's happened is there's been this excessive doctrinal spiritual focus about the Bible to the neglect of practical, really just logical, sensical recommendations on how to live, which completely parallels with First Nations people. Okay, the the core. Uh, principles that they live by traditionally were that they believe they were okay when everyone else was okay. Then I'm okay. Mm-hmm. 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 That's basically what also the early church was establishing, you know, but it's like, well, that is potentially a beautiful, helpful thing to do mm-hmm. today right Mm -hmm. now to deal with this great destabilizing uh thing that's occurring right now around the world Mm -hmm. around yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's okay sorry to pick on you jack i hope it's you're not mad at us yeah Yeah. no i I, trust me that doesn't bother me at all really you know but i mean it's just like with anything language you know we get used to using certain words yeah. Truly, truly. It took me easily a couple of years to stop saying planet. It turns out the word planet still applies. It still is based on plane. Yeah. Exactly. Ex- yeah. Exactly. So, but it's yeah. just that we, mm-hmm. we mean the mm-hmm. ball earth when we mm-hmm. say planet. And yeah, mm-hmm. it's just exactly. so many ways they fucked with us. It's just like very much. And, like, oh. and to hide something from us, very relevant. Like mm-hmm. these this is something solid that proves this deception has been going on for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, there's a lot of organic influence occurring. Like you could say, we are evolving. We are adapting. Okay. They're like, personally, I feel that's why this, um, material the serum has the potential to interact with the dna okay and the other thing is i mean if you really want to go out on a fringe is it coded in the bible like the fact that it mentions scorpions and serpents and these biting is it that this has happened before and that those stinging creatures are just a code word Yes, interesting. And and then you talked about the the hornets being sent out in front, mm-hmm. right? As a as a possible service to us and our freedom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So if if yeah. we go if we go off on that, what uh, it what could be acknowledging guess? that there are 
there could be two divergent, evolving, different, uh, evolving groups on this planet. Like, look at the animal kingdom. Look at how many variations of species there are. Look at how many different horses are. They're all horses. We're all human. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's not to say, but it's, it's totally logical to expect an organic being to be influenced by the environment and the earth. Okay. Where we can interact with our own DNA now that we're understanding. And so it's like, I'm very suspicious of manipulation and interference with our DNA because it is mentioned in the Bible. Okay. I mean this, so there's something going on and there's evidence of it, probably a lot more evidence of it than I even know. Okay. But if it's true, fine. It's a fact. There's a, a percentage of people or whatever that are doing that. Well, now we can know. And then we can say, Hey, we live here too. And we can be free. And we won't, we are not going to do harm and we're going to take care of ourselves and we have rights and freedoms and we know how to, to stake our, draw our line in the sand and say, this is it. I see what's happened now and go forward. Like, Hey, I here's a little idea I had for a publishing house because mm -hmm. turns out that's one of the things that was done is publishing of old volumes of work. Wouldn't it be the coolest thing if people that have discovered this cool old history if they formed a pma and started printing it in freaking real books again so even if they crash the internet they can not delete the history we have discovered mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah that that would be amazing if someone took responsibility for that other than myself yeah <laughs> that's, that's an example of someone who's Natural passion is for that type of thing. And mm -hmm. then uh, the, they could have a subscription. It could be a subscription. People subscribe and then they, and it all basically contributes to the publishing of the book. And then normally the members are able to acquire that at a discount rate. Okay. So, and then, so the membership uh, supports all the production costs. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. There you go. Yeah. It's a nice segue over to private membership association because uh, Jacqueline is hosting a workshop this Wednesday evening at 7 p.m. Central Time. And uh, I'm going to grab a link for you. I think I have one handy. And so this, you know, very much the, these these private ways of being in, in the world, this much more organic, not organized, not top down, artificial mm -hmm. gem that's round peg into a square hole kind of a situation. And so why are you so passionate about helping people to, to um, maybe, maybe you just said it, but is if you uh, to create and teach about PMAs? Well, this, the, what really lit me up with the PMA is because with our, you know, our immediate concerns for our personal well-being and survival. Okay. A PMA can be structured in such a way that whereas when we're finding ways to have our needs met, we can do it and create something that helps meet the needs of other people at the same time. So it is a larger collaborative platform, okay, that has been used. There's precedent for it. There's still existing, okay, for very things that are considered like really valuable, 
like knowledge, science, literature, information, um, his, you know, books, um, hospitals, health. There's a, like things that are like really integral have contributed to our advancement as a mm -hmm. species. Mm -hmm. This has been done through this. Yeah. Beautiful. So if you don't mind, I'm going to put the, uh, the page up for your PMA and, uh, and if you don't mind to talk about just a little bit what people can expect in that workshop, I got to let my poor cat out. He sounds okay. desperate if you okay. can tell sure. and I will sure, be sure, right sure. back. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, so this first workshop, what it's going to be is I've discovered there's a lot of history and that was sort of not common knowledge. And so I'm going to give a lot. So it's like a really solid foundation because this does seem new at first. It's like, oh, is this real? Is this legal? Am I, you know, what, if I'm allowed to do it, why am I allowed to do it? And so I will explain that and then I'll explain like and show what examples of this system still is operating today and how how it's governed and technically okay they're not the primary purpose of a, a pma is not for business okay that doesn't mean it doesn't have the ability to generate exchange of value to help the pma provide the service like i had explained with the pub with the publicate, you know, publishing um, of, you know, documents and things like that. But, and so that's what it's going to be. And then after you, you know, I get your questions answered about what a, a PMA really can be, then I will offer again, if someone wants to go the distance and actually, you know, establish their own PMA, you know, and brainstorm and decide, you know, what topic or um, field you might want to uh, focus on and then help you with uh, drafting any foundation documents to really give you us the credibility because like if you get really established and start providing a service people are really interested and want to participate and help you because normally this is a very active type of membership it, it is people wanting to do something so there tends to be higher engagement um, from through the members too um, yeah. And then you could have a bank account and, it, you know, that kind of thing. Just the paperwork helps you with not that it's necessary. It's just so you can know the A to Z and uh, be fully, fully, fully solid and um, get started on the right track. So you don't get um, maybe a curveball, which I, you know, I will talk about that, too, how to anticipate that and Make it so that those won't even potential misunderstandings of anything. If uh, individuals themselves don't fully comprehend what it is, that, that could kind of get you in a tangle. And then other people in the community, if it's foreign to them, they might wonder and have questions and, and think you're doing something you're not allowed. But if you really understand it, then you'll be able to explain it really well, too. So, yeah, mm -hmm. that's mm -hmm. sort of what it's, I'm, we'll be doing. Talking nice. About. Nice. And I just wanted to dispel a myth that came up from the last interview we did about the PMAs. Uh, that For some reason, two people heard that, that um, uh, what, what was it again, something that uh, you were affiliated with the Bar Association or something. Right. Because we, were, we were talking about the, the fact that the Bar is mm -hmm. a PMA. 
Right. So just in case you think this is new, it's not new at all. And and the elites use it to hide wealth, to hide corruption, to hide their dealings. Whereas the true purpose of it that you're seeing in the Bible, lots of evidence for that is Mm -hmm. is to serve and to help others. And and this it's it's really funny because I feel like, yeah, that's that's what we should all be doing regardless Mm -hmm. of of, Mm -hmm. uh, the, the structure, the legal structure of it. And, mm-hmm. you know, we've been brought up in this world, uh, this for-profit world where you don't get to live if you don't have money. So it makes people kind of predators in in their approach to that. And they're just like, well, any way I can get money, even if it's like giving no value whatsoever, the whole trading right. of stocks and that you just go on and you hit some buttons and take, you know, gamble, take your high, right. very high level gambling, and then you make your money and you've given nothing. This is, this is a very big part of the implosion of our system. There's no value going in, but the, mm-hmm. the, the wealth is being taken out. We know it's not even wealth. It's just debt. Right. <clears throat> and so, and so, yeah, this is, this is to mm-hmm. me the most natural thing is like you, mm-hmm. your, your role in a community is, is hinging on the value that you can bring. And that's Mm -hmm. what makes this natural organic situation of giving and receiving happen. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we have a, we have a big um, chasm ahead of us in a way Mm -hmm. to, to shift paradigms. And I know that Mm -hmm. that's a big passion of yours to, to educate people about that. So so thank you for everything you've shared with me. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and just to congratulate myself, I I saw it all coming. I knew, I knew we were going to hit this point. Yeah. Where you had to, you had to be able to find in yourself. What Mm -hmm. is it? Mm -hmm. That I'm here to yeah. do. What am I called yeah. for? What am I skilled yeah. myself with it yeah. that will serve others? So, yeah. yeah. So, like, yeah. Just to close with that on the bar yeah. association yes. and the yes. inns of court. Okay. Yes. So, where they exist is in the private domain. So, every single PMA, every single fellowship society, professional association, all of it is under the single umbrella of the private domain. So that's so it is a recognized place where we can do things with each other that is more based on human relationships and self-organizing principles based on common interest and common goals. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the legal structure will will protect you. It is recognized by banks. Yeah. It's recognized yeah. by the courts. Yeah. They know yeah. that they can't come in and, and muck around with you. Exactly. Um, even, even, uh, you know, I mean, you might have to fight for it. You might have to defend yourself because they can overstep and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, challenge you. Really, mm-hmm. what, what do you know? How sure are you? How confident mm-hmm. are you in this structure? Mm-hmm. And uh, that's why we, you know, kind of need to learn how to go to court too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. You can be falsely accused of many things. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so that's not new. You know, so and and we're seeing that things that are totally not legal are happening exactly. right now. I mean, some, you know, like uh, not slavery, but um, the other one. Oh, I can't remember what it is. It starts with S. Servitude. 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 Mm-hmm. Servitude. If, if you look in the International Covenant, it says that we're not allowed. It's not allowed. Okay. And it's when you lose your freedom. Okay. Well, that word freedom is linked directly back to the freedoms in the Bill of Rights and Freedoms, freedom of religion, freedom of press, freedom of assembly and association, okay, and freedom of speech, okay? So those freedoms, freedom of religion, 
Okay, if they're trying to tell, like Canada Post is absolutely got to be sued, sued, sued. They are trying to force people into servitude against their religious free will choice. It's that's it. It's mm-hmm. it's a like crime is occurring in our country right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what Alphonse Fasciolo says. The, yes, the crime is occurring and you're all doing nothing. Yes. You might be complaining. You might be sharing memes and right. making videos even. Right. But but what are you doing to hold the, them accountable to even yeah. their own laws? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. I know. But that's partly what this is for me when I seen the PMA. Mm-hmm. It, it Instead of it being like a retaliating, it's like a constructive response. We are creating something to build the alternative. I don't want to ever see the human race brought to this same brink again. Right. We've got to retool our life like there ain't no tomorrow. It's like pack your bags, man. We're heading into the wilderness and they had to travel for 40 years. So do we expect it to be any less? Is there hope? It wasn't, didn't it started, started out as 40 days and it became 40 years. How did that happen again? Because they lacked confidence. They lacked faith. They doubted Mm. they could succeed. Because they saw the Anak, which are like the giants, which were in the land. And they, you know, and that's kind of like what we're all, oh, look, they've government seems so powerful. And they've got this big, you know, military guy here and these policemen guy here. And, and so we think we can't, mm-hmm. you see, and that's what actually causes it to endure. Because uh, every bit we exchange with that system and every bit we are dependent on it it's like we are putting the system on life support just like when you know in the hospital and they have all the tubes and all the machines hooked up to try to keep someone alive Mm -hmm. artificially Mm -hmm. that's what's happening right right yeah and do you think if we we hadn't have been pumping that energy into it the life support that that this system would have fallen already oh yes absolutely yeah Absolutely. 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 Mm -hmm. I'm very, I feel very confident that we are at that, the toes and the clay and it's not sticking together. And that process now, I think this is the, the, the last one. I agree. When I say 40 years, I mean, they're saying we don't have 40 years to begin to heal and regenerate the planet. Mm -hmm. It's a process of renewal now. Mm-hmm. that we mm-hmm. can engage in when i say the next 40 years we might be able to build a network that will be like a skeletal s- structure mm-hmm. where we will be able to keep people m- basic fundamental needs met while the other part of the, the you know where all the high tech is and the scientists they're going to have to scrabble scramble if they don't want to lose everything that's good the bible says hang on to the good let go of the bad mm-hmm. okay so if there's some good stuff with our science well let's try to find a way to save it okay mm-hmm. and the other stuff that's no good just let it go exactly exactly and then speaking of technology if we <clears throat> circle back to the star forts and that is that what your guess would be that they are that the construction of them that very specific nature that it's related i think you mentioned already to free energy and that kind of thing that that maybe we were able to tap into that it was not like oil and gas and electrical plants 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because there was also a lot of times water. Okay, and water influences electricity. Electricity can flow through. So normally all these star forts have water around them, canals for travel. So they probably use boats. It was probably a very, very, like probably in principle, a lot of good ideas, okay, were being used. But they, okay, why did they all, why, why are they in ruins? Okay, so if that was the path, to me, we would be going more towards it. Because, but what's happening is it's like the biology of this planet is, is saying, no, 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 come be more in line with me. You can, we can still have our needs. We can have comfortable homes. We can live in a different way and be a beneficial organism on this planet. Okay. Th that's a fact. We can bring renewal by our presence with knowledge and understanding. We can stimulate the, the, you know, the reversing of desertification faster, way faster than just leaving it. It could take thousands and thousands of years. I mean, deserts, once they're there, we cause them, by the way. The Sahara Desert is man-made. Mm -hmm. I don't know if people know that, but it's hard to believe, okay? Mm -hmm. So we have been a very negative influence for a very long time. And the fact that the stone comes is where the feet touch the ground. You see, and we are of the earth. Adam was of the earth. We're made of the soil. And so to me, that's partly what's also occurring right now is there's a, a large percentage of people that are saying, I value the unique, beautiful human experience as it is. And I don't want it adulterated. There's something mystically spiritually beautiful about how we exist that mm -hmm. deserves to you know deserves to be protected and treated like it's a sacred temple because it's only how we can exist living here it's through this mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. exactly i also really like your definition of church that it's not this again organized structure that's been imposed that it's really us it's the mm -hmm. congregation right the yep. living breathing men and women yeah, it's that's all it, it meant, exactly. It meant mm -hmm. assembly of people. When a group of people get together to discuss something or to celebrate something or to eat together, it, that's all it meant. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And they yeah, had the something. Sorry. Yeah, they had something that drew them together. They weren't compelled. They wanted to be together. They were happy when they were together. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm -hmm, exactly. Uh, you also talked about the earliest Christians being the most persecuted, right? Mm -hmm. That there was just such a threat mm -hmm. from their mm -hmm. assembly and their fellowship. Can yeah. you talk about yeah. that a little bit as well? Yeah. So, er so not like, like early, early on, there was a bit of persecution, but then they got pr pretty much established. Now, what is not clear, you see, with this monkeying of the timeline is when exactly the persecution happened. And so they say that the Romans were persecuting the Christians, right? But that actually might be what was starting to happen across all the areas that led up to the Black Death. Okay? So, so, so I, so, you know, even the, you know, when did the persecution start exactly? 
because this is there's a prophecy about this too in the book of revelation it speaks about these mis- these mysterious two witnesses and it says for a time they are present and then they are killed for a period of time and the ones that kill them celebrate yay we did it but then they they stand up on their feet they're revived okay and so myself i lean that that's a reference to the actual influence of the bible the new and old testament the two witnesses that's just for me that's how i read it and so for a time the true power of freedom because that's actually what the bible is all about it's about how to get free from bondage and slavery that is what it's about (laughs) who knew (laughs) so good i love seeing through your eyes jacqueline that's awesome thank you thank you yeah so so good uh, Billington was just saying persecution began when Satan took over the Vatican, in his opinion. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. Lisa said that they hid Jesus a thousand year, uh, they hid Jesus thousand year reign that we think is Tartaria. Any comment on that? I understand what she's saying mm-hmm. there, and that, that that is in the past. Yes, and then what happened is the Catholic Church claims in their doctrine, that when the Catholic Church was established, that was the beginning of the thousand-year reign of the kingdom of God on earth, and that the Pope was the representation of Jesus. So there are different, like even Hitler, the thousand-year Reich, okay? There is this thing that's happened with this part. The Bible has influenced the political scene a lot uh, in Europe and the Commonwealth, way more than what we might actually realize Mm -hmm. you know and so it does but it makes sense that the establishment of the emergence of the new orientated civilization on earth that would be more in voluntary cooperation with the principles of god would also come and grow in a pulse if the empire is declining in a pulse you see it would make sense. So, you know, the fact that the early church, there was that emergent moment when Rome was imploding, an emergent moment when there's empire declining. When did Israel go free? Was when the empire of Egypt was declining. And mm-hmm. then they went free. You see, there's so there tends to be this synchronizing. And that's, like I said, that's why I'm very suspicious about this interacting because maybe other people who've been studying genetics also want to experiment on the organic evolutionary development and change that occurs in all species on this planet by the way mm-hmm. all species mm-hmm. it happens mm-hmm. all. yeah they're, they're trying to interrupt the, the natural fibonacci sequence um, yeah, I was thinking about last night too that there should be a, a verb that you've been Fibonacci'd or uh, <laughs> something like because it's it's a real paradigm when you start to see the patterns and and how things loop. Then yeah. there, you know, you, it really prepares you for a future in a way in a way you could never otherwise have. So yeah, yeah. really, really yeah. beautiful. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Glendry awesome. says, "Let's build Starfort PMAs." He's he's ready. <laughs> <laughs> he's ready go. to go. And yeah, we'll yeah, do it. We'll ex- do it. Yeah. Exodus, I think Exodus. that's that's where yeah. that's pretty much where we're at. I, I, yeah. I think we, we we got out already. We're in the desert. We're in. The, yeah. 
or yeah, different. Yes, and, and, and different people are in. Yes, depending on your particular unique circumstance, you might feel like you're still in bondage, but really close to getting out. And other people might feel like they've been booted to the curb and they're in the wilderness now. Another, it, it's like depending on, but it's all the same kind of trial, just expressing itself in multiple layers. Okay. So there's mm -hmm. different ways of, see, because we want to think, oh, it'll be like a sequence. This will happen, then this will happen, and this will happen. And it's not always necessarily like that with the Bible. Okay. That's why you can identify. That's why when you read the Bible, it can speak to you sometimes so powerfully because it's a Bible that's about us and all the complexity of what we are. And these trials that we all live through. And then the ones when they did really well and they made it and great breakthroughs occurred. It's it's in that book. So we, despite all the obstacles, it's a document of progress, progress towards a society where we can be governed by love of our own free will here in our heart. We choose to care. Mm, beautiful, beautiful. And then there's no need for everybody to be at the same place because you're not anyway. So to try to try to impose that, it's a violence against people. And uh, yeah, I like the metaphor, and it's not a metaphor, but a, a, a similar example with archetypes, with astrology, for example, how, you know, here we are all under the same influences, but we've maybe entered at different points with yeah. di with different work behind us. And so it makes us maybe look like we're at different places, but, uh, you know, in reality, it's still one whole, one, one organic living, breathing whole. Exactly. And diversity is a sign of health exactly okay monocultures of anything are not a sign of health so to have humans all homogenized and all the same that is not healthy no you know and just idea to want to organize all the time when you're a kid and you make friends you make friends with the people you make friends with no one organized, okay, now let's get all the friends organized over here. And now this other group of friends got, it's organic. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, mm -hmm. that's mm -hmm. how it is. <laughs> and, and, and that's, you know, that's the part of our human culture as it, it, that we can, you know, um, start expressing again. Start living by it and not be worried and not be wanting to control people. You know, and then, yeah, mm -hmm. give people space. And I agree. I'm I'm quite tired of organizing, like, um, the way it's done now. Well, like it's, it's fun. Thank you. To, oh, to send, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. to send yeah. notes. You know, I'm doing this. You want to come? You invite your friends, mm -hmm. but not like, oh, I got to do this duty and organize this meeting, and I got to set this. No, not like that. Not mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, like a potluck. One of your original metaphors that you use about that—that that, uh, if you if you or you, engineer, okay, you bring this and you bring that. It's it's not nearly as fun as when everybody just brings what they bring. There has to be some level of organization. I have to be the one putting my hand up, saying it's going to be at this time at this place. Yeah. So it's kind of like that predator prey balance. When you have just the right amount of that organization then it allows other organic things to happen within it. 
And, uh, you know, it's just my groups, for an example, I'll say again that the law groups, it's people always want to go off and start talking about something else. And and that's okay. It's not wrong. That is organic, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. it can make the, the purpose of the platform useless to people to come in and and have to like is this law is that oh that's star forts and oh you know and then they'll yeah. and then they won't be able to access it anymore or just won't even want to go there because they have to uh think their way through it too much so there's something you know this it's rigid what i'm doing but it's it's serving at the same time we're creating a library of knowledge this way exactly the, the, the thread becomes valuable for for me imposing in that in that respect some order. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. 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 yeah beautiful. Yeah. So I don't know how your time is, uh, Jackie. This is all a gift that you've yeah. come on today. And um, yeah. you know, I, would, I wouldn't mind looking a little bit more at the comments if you want to stick around and see sure, if there's sure. anything else to talk about. Sure. Okay, yeah, okay, I don't good. mind. Yeah. Okay, good. This is fun for you too. I yeah, like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I'll just start at the end. It, that heaven and earth spoken into existence by the breath, mm-hmm. the word of God. Many people mm-hmm. I've been talking to are realizing these Starfort builders were like uh, were likely breatharians. Just a thought. Any? I have no idea. I have, I have no idea the origin of these structures, but mm-hmm. it's solidly mentioned in the Book of Daniel under the reign of Nebuchadnezzar. They were using it. It was still operating, and Daniel was there. That's all there I know. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah, yeah, and personally, I love it when people conjecture and uh, and and you know just because you, you you obviously are we have access to knowledge that we don't we can't really have uh, you can't explain like people are always asking me well how do you know this and it's just like I just know it and yeah. then I have to go back it up somehow and sometimes I can sometimes I can't yeah. <clears throat> Three yeah. basket living. Hello, said uh, life is a dance. Everyone is moving to their own rhythms on the same yeah. dance floor. Although yes. it's fun to do a line dance sometimes. There you go. Yes, yes, exactly. It's organic, yeah. organized, but organic. That's those two. You the musicians there. So the song is that structure. But then as we express our movement to the structure, it's very free. That's it. That's what people say. Like, you know, learn the structure first because within it, you have is the music is a really good example. Then you have infinite creativity. But if you just try to be willing nilly, then it's not music. <laughs> this is just not right. It's not pleasing. It doesn't have enough of a structure to yeah. hold on to or to something yeah. or to anchor yourself. Yeah. So yeah. Tommy Rogers, another subject talking about the Holy Bible is our constitution. If you truly mm-hmm. read it without the Holy Bible, the queen would not be the queen used in your coronation. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, Taking it back to the law there. Hey, I I would like to just, um, the other night I left you a message. So there is this question that I learned that we are to ask as a Christian, you could ask if you're ever called to court and ask the court, is this a court of inherent jurisdiction? Right. And I was like really thinking, I asked a few people, what does that mean, though? And there wasn't really an answer. Okay. So then I was thinking about it, just and then absorbing this realization where they have taken the Bible and then created this pseudo kingdom of God on earth through these structures of the legal system and the monarch and the priests. Okay. And so then I was just really... um thinking about that and now I went and lost my thought that's okay it was the middle of the night 
and your goat oh. woke you up. Right. And it that's why. And it was so it was this inherent jurisdiction. And then I realized that is just a convoluted way of asking, is this a court in the kingdom of God? And then they lie and say yes. Well, they normally will say no. I because see. if they say yes, they agree that the this is why we have a Bible in the court. Okay? Because at any time, I believe what it is, is we, from the private, if we're going to interact with anyone from the public through the legal system, we agree that the Bible is the law that we discuss. Mm -hmm. And so that's why a truly free, really free, you know you're free. We don't even ask for them to make us free. Okay? We just know we're free. Okay? Then we ask, is this a court of inherent jurisdiction? Because that's the only court that I would actually sub submit to or agree to having yeah. the discussion with. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because yeah. their laws are under the Bible and they've added just like the, it's so much like a pharisaical system, really. So anyways, that's my take on what the inherent jurisdiction is because they are claiming to be representing the kingdom on earth. That's actually what they're doing. And there you go. Wow. That was an epiphany. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I enjoyed hearing that at 2 a.m. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to go forward now. I'm not going to going back. Uh, yeah. Our courts, our courts disregard anything to do with morals, right? Like that's, that's yeah. the whole thing. <clears throat> And that became really out of fashion. Like so to say to someone that um, you are moralistic was a takedown. That was an ins insult yeah. to them, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, Cheryl says they don't have the correct Bible in the courtroom. In your humble opinion, the uh, yeah, the 1611 King James, right? Is that's been well, the one that you see, there's one. Yeah, but there's one Bible, the King James version, that's not copyrighted. And so that one can be used, okay? And so, I mean, we can always go back. Those are just translations, okay? So, like, all the, uh, there are so many manuscripts we have access to in the old Hebrew and, you know, yeah. But we, we have access to a, a non-copyrighted King James. So that's basically what we can use. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Very good. Mm -hmm. Do you have any advice? This is something I keep meaning to ask is, uh, do you have any advice on, on how to read the Bible? Like, I, mm -hmm. I know there's the, the one thing where you have a question and you go to it and kind of mm -hmm. open and let mm -hmm. it speak to you in that way. Mm -hmm. But if, mm -hmm. if uh, do you have any, any recommendation how to, yeah. how to start taking part? Yeah. My problem yeah. is I always start at the beginning. And, and then it, <clears throat> it's such a, yeah, it's such a mess between Genesis and Exodus. And oh. I give up. Yeah. Yeah, I would definitely start at Matthew. Read the mm -hmm. New Testament first, mm -hmm. okay? Because that is the where the real spiritual concepts mm -hmm. of self-governance and self-regulation through spiritual awareness and relationship with God is really articulated. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. then the Old Testament is really this really long his you know development story of of mankind moving from simple tribal people into this civilized state of being. And then what happens? 
they start getting conquered by other empires and the whole struggle of civilizations conquering each other. It's all in there. It's all in there for a reason because that's part of what we're working out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and so, you know, that is part of it is to read it, read it because there's a lot of beautiful information in there that will touch your soul. And there's a lot of relevant helpful historical accounts to give us like a realization that this is a very long process, you know, because we often want it to happen right away, twinkling of an eye sort of thing. Right. (laughs) You know, and, and, but to be free, this, that, that first step out, you know, just, just start allowing yourself to just let moments of freedom flash in your mind just allow yourself to feel it that the system is actually crumbling just like on the titanic they didn't know the ship was going down okay but you know you know and allow yourself wow okay i actually really am free oh okay but now whoa how much work do i need to do and what do i need to get involved with because if that old system is imploding it's not going to be able to take care of very many people mm-hmm. so we got a really noble task assigned to us you could say noah's task was a walk in the park he only had to build <laughs> one boat how what's it going to take for us to stabilize life on earth mm-hmm. wowza mm-hmm. it's all like we're all little mini noahs <laughs> <laughs> there you go yeah and that's the difference between the old testament and the new testament we have to uh save ourselves make that choice right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah exactly and expand our household Mm-hmm. And see how many people can we bring in, you know, how many new friends can we have? How many people of a common interest to get inspired, to feel that you have purpose, you know, and uh, even just have your fundamental, just your fundamental needs met and live in peace. Wow. I think that is sounding really attractive to a lot of us right now. Yes. Yes, it really is. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Well, this has been awesome. I've thoroughly enjoyed this conversation, Jacqueline. And uh, yeah, so so do take part, if you like, in Jacqueline's PMA workshop. I'm going to share the link one more time in the chat for anybody who didn't see it yet. And that's mm-hmm. coming up on Wednesday at 7 p.m. Central Time in the evening for a couple of hours, maybe give or take with questions. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and uh, uh, yes, uh, find me on Telegram. Oh, you, Cheryl's talking to somebody else. That's okay. Good. So yeah, I think that'll do it for today. I will keep you guys posted about uh, another opportunity with autodidactic and maybe we can have another constellation and the, and uh, bring the flat earth into it and see how all of this is so connected. I'll I'll turn you on to a few of their interviews that they've done together as well and how they weave that in that, that uh, might be useful and enjoyable as well. Um, Wednesday afternoon, I'm also having Shadow Davis on, who, if you're not familiar with him, he's a local radio guy here who has been championing for the truth community and uh, not not getting that shadow band. <laughs> That's my only question. Like, someone told, told me yesterday that they subscribe to me regularly and YouTube regularly unsubscribes them. 
And if they look at one video of one topic, then YouTube populates all of this content okay. from them just literally by looking once. And he's never once seen one of my pieces come up. So he was just saying many people claim to be shadow banned, but he says like, sister, you are really shadow banned. Yeah. And, and what I thought about was how beautiful that this has grown anyway. Mm -hmm. Because again, the organic force is, is, is working against the algorithms and, and the shadow banning. So we, it's unstoppable, you guys. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes, it really is. It really is. It's mm. it's uh, it's just like spring, man. It's unstoppable. Yeah, yeah. And here mm. we are. Exactly. Maybe we can close with uh, yeah. Isaiah eleven twelve from Glenn J. And the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, and God mm -hmm. really does have your back. Mm -hmm. right. <laughs> yeah right. yeah yeah exactly well this has been lovely um also rebecca shepherd is on on friday the april 1st oh, yeah. awesome awesome yeah. Yeah, so when good. you're doing great beth i'm just you're just mm -hmm. your show is just growing and it's so interesting and it's so fun to be able to have a place where we can share little kernels of hope and optimism and solutions yeah you know that we we can participate with and get dirt under our fingernails doing. Yep. Amen to that. I'm ready. Yeah. <laughs> thank you okay. for having me. Okay. Thank you very much, Jackie. Thank you to everyone who joined us. And I look forward to connecting really soon on Wednesday yep. again. Okay. Bye-bye.